Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and I am very happy to have you here with me today. If this is your first time joining me in the Glojo, welcome. It is great to have you here and I hope you have a lot of fun and have some great ahas today. And if you've been here before, welcome back. It's nice to see you again. A quick reminder, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, follow, download to make sure you do not miss an episode. It also really helps spread the podcaster love. So thank you for doing that and feel free to leave a raving or shall I say glowing, pun intended, review if you're feeling what I'm putting out and if you're digging it. I would love to hear from you. So with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. I am so excited to have the wonderful Celeste Cadman on the podcast today. Celeste and I met when we were living overseas, and it has been absolutely incredible to see her journey unfold. From working in the online digital publishing space to then moving across the world, starting a family and opening a bakehouse during a pandemic, I want to say Celeste has done it all. And it was so fascinating to hear her share more about her story and the journey of starting this really successful business. So here's a little background on the business and what we're going to talk about today. Celeste and her husband opened a physical bakehouse in Wisconsin five days. That's right, five days before the pandemic hit and everything was shut down. They went on to have their best month in sales last April. And ever since then, they have experienced accelerated growth. And now get this. They are opening their second bake shop in the neighboring city 11 months after the opening of their first bake shop. Like what secret sauce are they drinking over there? Well, today Celeste shares it. I'm really excited for you to listen to this interview because this conversation is so full of tidbits and golden nuggets and juicy wisdom and inspiration. Celeste has a really unique perspective with how she approaches business. And on the flip side, she goes back to the basics and goes back to the fundamentals that I think are so easy to overlook when we're focused on growing our business or starting something new in life. A lot of what Celeste talks about is going back to your reason why and really establishing your reason why. And why starting with why is absolutely essential. This was a concept that was coined by Simon Sinek. He has an incredible TED Talk called Start With Why. And he also has an amazing book called Start With Why both of which I highly recommend. As Celeste's friend and an outsider looking in and watching their journey progress, I knew that they were up to something behind the scenes. Watching their growth felt so natural and like it was evolving exactly how it was supposed to be evolving. But then at the same time, I knew there was strategy. And so what Celeste and I talk about today, it's really about what I say, following the breadcrumbs to success or flow. And as Celeste puts it, it's about following those open doors and not getting totally bummed out when a door closes. How many times have you had something happen to you 
and it's not exactly what you thought should happen or didn't go the way you wanted to go. And you actually let it bring you down. You went down so deep, you got emotional, you were down in the dumps and you let it derail you from your desire, from your goal, from the excitement of the idea that was originally there. I know I'm raising my hand right now because I've experienced this. If you're like me and you've experienced this before, keep listening to this conversation because Celeste offers a really, really valuable perspective on how you can actually see the closed doors as beautiful signs that are moving you in the right direction. I hope you enjoy this episode and stick around at the end where I do a recap of some of the top takeaways to remember as you move forward on your journey, both in business and in life. So let's get started. Let's dive into this juicy conversation. I will see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast, Celeste. I am so excited to have you here today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. It's such an honor. I'm excited to share all the glow and the juicy stuff. Yes, me too. For everyone listening today, Celeste is someone who's very near and dear to my heart. We have known each other for probably 10 years, I'd say, or even more than 10 years now, right around the 10-year mark. And it's been so incredible witnessing your journey as your friend, as a business, as a fellow you know, entrepreneur and really seeing this journey that you've walked, especially in the recent two or three years, two years. Wow. I just got chills on my legs. Here's what I'm realizing. I haven't done a lot of interviews yet, but one of the trends is that things can happen so quickly when you're aligned and when you're paying attention to what fits and what flows. And I'm getting chills all over. That's really what this conversation is inspired by today. It's following the breadcrumbs to flow, or as you say, following the open doors. So you said it's been in the last couple of years that you've had quite a significant transformation in and career and business in life in what you've been focused on. So I'd love for you to share your story, where you were before, what you're doing now, and then let's dive into the conversation and really talk about the concept of flow and what it's like to be present to opportunities as they arise. And it's almost like that organic growth, but strategic growth at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, gosh, I feel like I could spend an hour just on that question. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just a little bit of background. I often talk about my past life career and my current life career. And what happened between those was motherhood, which for me was a rebirth of a career, a rebirth of life as I gave life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, prior had about 10 years of my career in digital marketing and publishing. That's how Leanne, you and I met at Mind Valley so many years ago, which really just set up a beautiful relationship and also just path for I think all of us. I learned so much at that time, dived into consulting, really focused on health and wellness and in personal growth and the digital marketing side of that area. Worked for some fabulous companies, got to work alongside of some really intelligent, passionate, motivated entrepreneurs. And that gave an incredible insight to me realizing that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I dabbled here and there in a couple things that never 
took off and kind of had peace with that, continued on. And then my motherhood chapter came into my life. With that meant a major move. We were living abroad in Australia and different countries in Asia for the last 10 years. And then we decided to move back to the US, be closer to family and start this new life. With that was you know, the ending of that career as I had known it. And deep in my heart, knowing that although I was good at it, Mm -hmm. it was fruitful. It was financially abundant. I had moments of flow, like five-hour portions (laughs) of flow, right? That was Um, a great afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, like a great, super productive morning or a great (laughs) afternoon. And I thought I understood what flow meant because it was a term that so many people that I had studied and worked with and surrounded myself with talked about. I was like, oh yeah, I get what I get what that is, right? And then I realized that it wasn't long term, you know, the career path for me. Motherhood gave me a great opportunity to reassess everything in my life. Oh um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> transition for people. And I would say if there's any soon to be aspiring moms, moms in transition, you know, that will touch on some things that'll hopefully mean something to you because I definitely had a period of time where I had no idea what I was going to reinvent myself as. I was re- I was reinvented as a mom. That was a mm-hmm. distinct like pre-Celeste and then mom Celeste and then wasn't sure what my career self looked like. Knew that I wanted to be a a super present, amazing mom and believed that I also could be an entrepreneur, but had no idea what that was going to look like. We moved back to the US, had our child. And two weeks later was the very first little beginning of our current day Voyager's Bakehouse. Wow. The story started two weeks after I had oh my our gosh. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was two weeks after. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. was so incredible. Thank you for sharing a bit about sort of pre, we could say old career, new career, old life, new life, or current oh. life, whatever it is. I do think that we all have these big events in our life. I haven't gone through motherhood, but I've had big events in my own life personally over the last year and a half that have been the really it's for me, it was a wake up call to really reassess the lifestyle that I was living while there was alignment. And, you know, there a lot of things that were working really well for me on the flip side, there wasn't. Um, so I do think that we all have these moments. And so do you remember when was the time when you were like, I think I'm going to try something completely different because going from working in the online digital marketing space to opening and creating a a successful bakehouse, and you guys are in the process of opening your second one during a pandemic (laughs) in under a year, like, oh my gosh, talk about flow. And so even just like, let's just backtrack to even before that two weeks after you gave birth and this is when Voyager's origin really started. What were the conversations and what were the moments? What was that like navigating? Yeah. And how did you even land on like, okay, bakehouse, let's try yeah. it or no? Totally. I, in motherhood, like you said, big life events. So for me, it was motherhood at this chapter of my life. And I know there will be another one at some other chapter of my life of a catalyst to deciding that change is upon us and creating space for it. And for me and for us, because our business is a partnership between myself and my husband, it was very much about looking for the doors that opened. 
right? And we'll talk a lot about that. We had three different business ideas, business plans, things that we thought we could do. We wanted to be integrated into the community. We knew we wanted to work with a physical product with our hands and that we wanted to meet our customers. Those were our three criteria. And we wanted to make a positive impact in the place we were living with something new and different. The sourdough was the first one that we were able to present to the market in a uh, fast and easy way. We made 18 loaves of bread. Not we. Ben did. My husband. I was sat on the side watching breastfeeding every hour and a half. So he made 18 loaves of bread that day, brought it to a farmer's market, sold out within an hour and a half. At the time, we did have a business partner who was interested in just exploring this as well. That's how the business got started. I was very much watching from the sideline, giving my input about how we together as a family were going to maneuver and direct our lives, mm-hmm. which is a very different seat for me to sit in because... I was going to say, I don't believe you were actually on the sideline. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you were on the sideline, but... <laughs> I, I like to be in the driver's seat and I mm-hmm. like to be spearheading and be in a lot of control. And this was part of my awakening and process of being able to step back into power of what being in a powerful place for me meant was actually taking a step back and allowing these other things to happen because I was fully occupied in a new part of my life and was dealing with a lot of things postpartum as well. And so this was about giving my input. And really, for me, it was the first time I stepped into this ultra-feminine power that I felt in a new and different way, which was being supportive, which was being just like compassionate, gave my input, and then had to feel in a place of like, okay, and now I just need to allow this to to move forward. And so that time was very much about exploring. And then all of a sudden, we started selling out at farmer's markets. One after another, we did a few. And then we launched our home delivery business two months after that. And that is what then you know continued to grow week on week growth. And we started it really simple. And so that was the stepping stones of following these doors that continued to open, which we are still in this pattern of follow the doors that continue to open, which for me has meant flow in the whole experience. So... Wow, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing. And so a couple of things that really stand out to me is that you guys had a few ideas and you chose the one that was the easiest and the fastest to bring to market and to get going. And so I know (laughs) myself included, I need to hear that because it's so easy to overcomplicate things and come up with these really elaborate plans. And it takes us a long time in the planning phase. It's so much so that you're not actually pulling the trigger and and moving forward and just doing it. I love that you guys were committed to, you could say, fastest path or what's the first door that's going to open for us? Okay, it's the sourdough thing. Um, The other thing that really stood out that I absolutely love is that you had these three parameters. You knew that you wanted to be involved in the community. You knew that you wanted to work with your hands and you knew that you wanted to meet your customers. If you are thinking about making a transition in your career, in your business life, getting really clear on what's important to you. What do you value and what are the foundations that you want to build your business around? Because when those foundations are clear, it's easy. Yeah. And just to build off of that, one of the things that a personal growth author that I've studied, Danielle Laporte, 
she talks a lot about understanding the feelings that you mm. want to feel yes. and less about the things that you want to create. And so she, in one of her books, she actually talks about how she used to go and sit on really luxurious couches because what she wanted to feel was luxurious and quality and high quality. And that stuck with me for a long time. And so one of the exercises that I remember doing, it was February of 2018. Wow. We sat down and did a writing exercise of what are the feelings that we want to feel in this next chapter. We knew we were closing, like closing the chapter of our careers as we knew it to that point, because we were moving continents, starting over in a big way and knew that we wanted to start something new. And so one of the exercises that we did was we sat down and we wrote all of the feelings that we wanted to feel in this next chapter. And the things that were aligned between both my husband and I were meeting our customers face to face, wanting to be on our feet more because we had spent, I'd spent 10 years on my bum in front of a computer screen. And then just really having strong impact in a hyper local environment where in the past, like it was really doing things on a global international scale, all digitally. And I was hungry to have that interaction. And it's funny because we talk about on our website and about our story is that it started with setting an intention. And that intention was I want to do something with my hands and I want to meet the customers that are going to have this. And all those criteria were focused on our three business ideas, right? Right. So it fit. All those three business ideas fit those criteria. And then the second piece that was really awesome for us to do, which I would say we continue to do for better, for worse, and some of what we do is we love to throw things out to our community and see the response. Like that we found a way to present something to the world and see the response and gauge reactions and like go, okay, that didn't work very well. Or we spent tons of time doing that and it wasn't very profitable or it was actually maybe we lost money on it. Let's not do that again. But with the sourdough piece, we were able to just bring it to the market and we're like, oh my gosh, our community is hungry for this, literally, but it was missing. And yeah, there was a piece about the right place, right time, right product Mm -hmm. that has definitely worked for us. Um, And we were just, we took consistent action and it wasn't huge, right? We started like with farmer's markets, once every two weeks for two months. And then we started our home delivery business and we delivered bread once a week. And the first time we delivered bread, I think we had nine stops. We built the reputation through these farmer's markets, meeting people face-to-face, getting their email addresses face-to-face, literally writing down on a piece of paper. (laughs) Even though my digital marketing self knew so much better about how to do this. you know, wrote down their email addresses, started sending weekly emails about like, this is the bread we're doing and and get home, free home delivery. Yeah. And we started with nine loaves that week and it pretty much doubled week on week for a good, quite, quite amount of time until we reached our absolute capacity of what we could do. And then, wow. and then just started expanding from there. When I really sink into what did we do that was really worked and it was consistent action, and then being really clear on understanding why we were doing what we were doing. Right, And I love the phrase, the bigger the why, the easier the how, right? Like when you've got a huge why of why are you going to do what you're going to do, then figuring out how is like 
it's far easier. Mm -hmm. Things tend to present themselves as to how it's going to happen when you are crystal clear about why you do what you do. Yeah. I love that. There are so many things in there that I want to unpack and just, just point out. So first of all, there was the initial intention. And I love that your intentions aligned and that you chose something that worked for both you and for Ben, because... Yeah, that, I mean, that in and of itself can be a feat sometimes. Totally. <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge that you guys did that together and that you you built this business as partners in life in many different ways. And I think that's really commendable. So I just want to say... It's not for everyone, like, but it worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You're making it work and, yeah. and, it's, and it truly is working. I think that's absolutely amazing. And then the other thing was pulling the trigger, taking action, and then consistent action. And paying attention to what unfolds because maybe you're taking consistent action and you're actually not really getting results. What advice would you have to someone who's taking the consistent steps and it is taking a little bit of time to get things going or it's not quite moving like they would have hoped? Yeah. Lean into why you're doing what you're doing and talk to people about why you're doing what you're doing. Shout it from the rooftop. Be really clear. Make sure that it makes a difference. That it's. In- I very much believe in having strong mm-hmm. impact driven. That is for the better of people. And that any time that they spend interacting with you or your product, mm-hmm. that something in their life is going to be better. And I believe that when you co-create with the universe or the world or whatever it is to you on those kind of criteria that positive impact will create positive results. And maybe there's little intricacies about how you're doing it that may need to be tweaked, right? And so that's what to look at. Be really clear on your why are you doing it Mm -hmm. and then look at how you're doing it. And so are there ways that maybe because you're not getting the results um, that maybe you need to look at how you're presenting it? How are you positioning it? What's the communication, et cetera, that might need that little bit of tweaking. But it takes time. You know, we did have an um, amazing growth trajectory. Yes, you did. (laughs) It's amazing. I have to pinch myself. There's definitely been weeks where we're like, oh my gosh, we didn't grow because we've gotten so used to growing. We're in a phase right now where we've had the slowest time since opening our bakehouse, which was when we moved from being in a shared kitchen space to investing into an actual brick and mortar. And as a business owner with people's livelihoods that they depend on us to help drive and make happen. It's a lot of responsibility and pressure. There are slow times and it's still just about every day. What are the practices that you know where you can reach people? I think I try to be extremely regular, even though I might have a week or here where I'm not as regular posting every day in Insta stories, posting at least every other day and um, on Instagram. And we don't have a huge following, but what we have is a super engaged following. Totally. So although numbers are not huge and I haven't really focused on getting tens of thousands of followers, we have an incredible in- engagement rate and customer conversion rate. And so 
for me, that's been what's important. So yeah, be patient. There is patience in the process, but realign with your why. But be really clear about it and shout it from the rooftops. Tell people why you're going to do it. Tell people why this product could have a positive impact. And then just be open to maneuvering how you're doing something. Everything you just said, I absolutely love. There are so many notables that are coming out of this episode today. I know the first time I heard about the concept of why, it was Simon Sinek and he had a TED Talk. And so I'll make sure that I link to the TED Talk for everyone listening in the show notes from today so you can watch that. If you were, first of all, to describe the concept of why to somebody who's listening, I know more or less you've kind of described it, but if you were to give it your own definition of why, start with why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when did you get clear on your why and when did you really lock this in? Yeah. So for me, the idea of starting with why is definitely rooted in past experiences of working in personal growth and health and wellness. I have worked in businesses that have had a really clear, why are we helping people? And that becomes your value proposition. That becomes what makes you unique. And that becomes what is your, not only your value proposition, but your USP, your unique selling point. And Mm -hmm. that's where defining this is actually part of building your business plan. Because if you work with any business coach, they're going to ask you, you know, what's your value proposition? What is your USP? And how are you communicating that? And that's where utilizing that in your marketing and what you put out to the world is so important. And so understanding the why, you know, why do you want to do what you are doing? And why does it make a difference to the people in the world who you want to speak to. Why should they listen to you? And why should they invest their time, their energy, their money in listening to you and purchasing your product? And understanding exactly why, there you have your value proposition, right? And I think that that's something that from the very beginning, I never overlooked. That people were choosing to spend their hard-earned money on a high price point sourdough product. We don't have a cheap product, but in that is built in our why. We believe in the highest quality ingredients. We believe in sourcing locally from as many local people as we can to help fuel this local economy. We don't cut corners and therefore labor costs are higher, contributes to higher product, uh, higher quality or higher price point product. I mean, and these are all just things that we are non-negotiable about in our why. And so therefore, that's what you're getting when you buy a loaf of bread from us. You are getting all of these things and more. You've done such an incredible job of communicating that because I'm one of your like fans on Instagram. I'll be linking to the Instagram as well. Go follow if you want to see absolutely <laughs> delicious things that will just like make your mouth water. But you've been so good about sharing that because I know that you have your grains milled by a farmer that's maybe an hour away or within an hour's radius. As an outsider, it's been really clear what your values are. And you've done such an incredible job of communicating your values. Kudos to you for sticking to them and having these be non-negotiables because that's what makes you unique. And people know what they're going to get when they come to you. So yay, I think that's awesome. (laughs) I suppose because of the past experience and working in personal growth as well, there's this deep part of me that 
for me as a business owner, and this comes back to my why, right? Like, should a bakery be a personal growth company? Maybe it's not very logical, but I feel like we have this unique ability that as any business, especially Mm -hmm. in a local community, but whether you're contributing locally or not, I think you have a unique ability to become a voice. You know, people buy from people. They don't buy from Mm -hmm. like a brand label. And that is not 100% true for like big, big corporations because I don't know who's behind Nike, but people like Nike. But, you know, I've really tried to make the brand have the voice, not us be the voice. Um, We participate in the voice, but the brand's voice is around, Mm. you know, how do we link actually part of this personal development into our brand? And it's a lot about like hands-on product, meditative practices, the way that we believe in operating as a business, which is part of our values. Um, Share things on social media about like, hey, we're going to be closed today because we gave everyone off because we believe in hustling hard, which we did extremely big last week. And everyone really needs a rest day. We don't do that very often. But if it's happened, we've communicated it because it's what we stand for. And I think that right off the bat, we actually made a Voyager's Guiding Light, um, which is our guiding 10 statements that help us to navigate navigate decisions and navigate where we're going and why we're doing what we're doing. We try to communicate that as well because that's who we are. And whoever Mm -hmm. steps into this, whether it's us in the future, that is what the brand breathes. And so therefore, my goal is to squeeze out anyone who doesn't breathe that with us. And I think that's what's fun about social media is that like I think about... One, what is going to stop someone's thumb on their feed, you know, being a Mm -hmm. thumb proper message, and then that it's got to be worth it for them to read it, right? There's so much out there that creates bad feelings for us in social media Mm -hmm. about comparison and I'm not good enough and I'll never get there and like, look at how amazing, blah, blah, blah. For me, it's about being mindful that even if someone's spending 30 seconds reading what you're putting out there, that that it needs to be worth their 30 seconds. Yeah, I love that. And so I really heard mindfulness. Like mindfulness is a huge, a huge trend and thread through your business and everything you guys do from the original concept to how you're creating to how you're communicating within the business with customers. So I have another question that comes to mind because, and honestly, we could go so many different directions right now. Yeah. (laughs) But there's one thing that you said that really, really stood out, but I kind of want to loop this into a, another question. I'm going to combine two questions into one. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can do this, guys. (laughs) Okay. So combining these two questions. So the one thing that stood out to me, I'll share this and then it'll loop into the the second question is you said, right place, right product, right place, right time. And for everyone listening, I just want to premise that they opened their bake shop. Was it like March 10th, 2020? Yes, it was exactly March 10th, 2020. I don't know how the hell I remember that, but I do. <laughs> March, see, good social media. Um, March 10th, 2020. This is right when the pandemic was, this is right when it was like everything was shutting down. And so for you to say right time, I was, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, and so to me, I'm like, wow, she's really optimistic. But I think there's something. <laughs> but, uh, But I think that there, for you guys, it was the right time. And this really leads into the concept of flow. So you shared that you started at a farmer's market every two weeks. And then you started doing 
home delivery. Then you outgrew your current bakes situation and you went to a commercial setup. Then you went to actually opening your own physical brick and mortar bakehouse. And so to me, this is definitely the breadcrumbs. (laughs) We're talking about the breadcrumbs. We're talking about doors opening. And it also truly sounds like you guys found your flow. Did you have this moment where you're like, oh, like this is flow. This is what it feels like. This is how it's supposed to be. And what did that actually feel like? Because my goal for everyone listening is to be able to hear Celeste's story and identify when you've had these feelings in your life so that you can create more of them and follow your own breadcrumbs. Yeah. So what you just said, I think is the, is probably to me, the most important thing is see it happen in your journey, no matter how long or short that flow may be. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, flow last, the feeling of flow lasted in my past life career, anywhere from a really super productive afternoon. And I was like, yeah, I nailed it. I rocked it, right? To maybe a few weeks where I was feeling all my creativity was coming in and and it, everything just was happening for me. Getting really familiar with any of those moments, anchoring it in. So again, you know the feeling that you want to feel so that you can repeat it. It's like negativity and overwhelm and depression and not clinical depression. That's a very different thing that I'm not speaking about. I'm speaking about having a bad day. Mm -hmm. The more that we get familiar with those feelings, the more we can create it, right? Like we can have bad day after bad day because we're just having a bad day after bad day and be negative and see the negative. And on the flip side, you can see the flow. You can see the positive. You can see how mm-hmm. these things are now happening for you mm-hmm. instead of being in a place of like, why is why are things happening against us? And I think like mm-hmm. that perspective is what got us through opening our, having our <laughs> grand opening. That we put every dime that we had to our name backed in everything plus a ton of debt to open this bake house. And then five days later, we had to close our doors. And I worked so hard to be like, hey, come see us, come to this bakery. Yeah. And then five days later, I had to be like, actually, you can't come in. <laughs> doors are locked. No customers can walk in. And this is our story, right? So for us, there was no option for us at that point to be like, okay, well, we're just going to close our doors. <laughs> we've got market, we've got loans to pay and people to pay. That wasn't an option. And so it was about like, okay, what can we do? How can we do this? How can we see the positive, see the opportunity and being very opportunity focused versus like, poor me focused. And I and look, I'm such a believer and you've got to acknowledge when things are hard. Acknowledge that they're hard and it's not ideal. And then also spend time that you need doing that and then find the peace that can bring you out of that. And so to kind of return back to your question, like around flow, for me, that's been... Yes, I've experienced it. It means that I have moments of creativity that flow out of me where like, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. What a great idea versus having to sit there trying to Google some good idea, right? That was someone else's. I do a lot of writing for our business. It's flow happens in those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, working for someone else and in the type of businesses that I did, it might have taken me ages to come up with really clever, crafty, effective copy, 
And then flow now is I sit down, I take a deep breath and I'm just like, boom, I got it. And then I get really pumped and I'm like, oh my God, this is the best email. This is going to be so good, right? Those are qualities of flow. The other qualities of flow that have been is I love practicing moving something forward to the point until there's going to be a clear door that's either going to open or close. And I love moving things forward to the point where I have to like sign on a dotted line. And then I'm either going to go in or be like, okay, actually, no, (laughs) we've not with this business. It's been all doors that open. But I think there are those clear moments. And one of those for us of a big moment of was Voyager Sourdough going to continue was with a partnership. We were in a partnership to start, which we needed to be because I was very preoccupied in a really important chapter of my life that I wasn't going to give up, which was early motherhood. And so having that partnership allowed us to start. Then we reached a point where it was clear that we had different directions about where this partnership needed to go and goals on where we wanted to grow the business. Really different goals, ways of doing things. It created a lot of friction and tension. And I literally could not see. For me, it was like door was closing there. And Mm -hmm. I was like, for the health of our family, for the health of me and our relationship, I am going to have to draw the line here. Voyager sourdough is over. Or somehow this is going to change. And I literally could not put together a story about how in my mind future pacing myself, could not put together the story of how it was going to shift. And I tell you, like the day we were meant to sign bank loans, they fell through because of various things that allowed us to step out of that partnership. Wow. And I couldn't have put together that story. And that for me was flow. That was a moment in the early part of the process where I was like, oh my gosh, this is what we're meant to be doing. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm meant to step into now. And that was like the door that opened that said, Celeste, it's time for you to step in, bring my unique abilities, my unique Mm -hmm. perspective into the business because it's just opened this door. Let's go sign on those dotted lines now and like sign it all away. I'm in. This is awesome. I can't believe this has happened. And it was right for us both, you know, in... Of the, of the partnership that we've had. And we've had a series of those kind of things. And that's where even now, like yesterday, I said to Ben last night, I said, you know, we are addicted to good news and addicted to this growth of these crazy doors that open that I was mm-hmm. like, we're never going to be able to quit. We're just going to keep opening things because we love it. And it's so exciting. And this is the flow that we're experiencing right now where just uncanny, unbelievable opportunities were being messaged in a text message that we received one day. And then, you know, I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy. I mean, the fact that we opened five days before we had to close our doors and had still to date the most successful month in the month of April 2020. And that throughout just under 11 months of business in our current setting, that we've been offered the most incredible location in a neighboring city. And that is just a whole story of flow. We wouldn't have pursued that without... like It was presented to us. We thought, this is a great opportunity. It might be a little bit early. 
And sometimes the opportunity doesn't mean necessarily you should go for it because the threat to your success could be growing too fast. And so we've thought about that. We've considered it. I have been, we've been in this place of let's see if it continues to flow. If like funding doesn't go through for it, then that's a clear closed door. Let's explore it. Let's explore the funding. Yeah. And so it's just continued to like, it's been easy. And I think that that's something that, um, like, (laughs) yeah, knowing that things can be easy. easy. And that's the thing. I think that I always felt like success was hard. And I have to remind myself of this because it is, it's hard work, meaning you just put your all into it. It's dedication, Mm -hmm. but it's not hard when you are clear on your why and you love what you're doing. It's no longer just like grueling. Like it's, I love actually, and I used to listen to people like Brendan Burchard, one of my favorite personal growth people. And he's, he's just like, he's got the most addicting positive energy mm-hmm. of, I'm excited to sit down and do what I do. I can't wait to open up my computer. I was like, I wished I thought that. <laughs> but even on my best of best days, you know, in prior to finding this, yeah. I couldn't, I never was like, yes, I can't wait to open up my computer and read all the messages from my boss that I need to, <laughs> you know, but now I'm, I'm pumped to get to work. I'm pumped to sit down and say hello to all the team. And, and so that, that sort of invigorating piece, it's, Like, yeah, it's absolutely hard work. We have spent more hours building this than I've ever... Well, I actually shouldn't say that. I've worked less in building this than I did for other people and have had way more success. And I think it doesn't have to be hard in finding this flow and getting familiar with it and practicing, like looking for the open doors and paying attention to when the doors close and having peace with it. We've also had doors close and it's like, okay, well, I wasn't meant to turn right down that road. I'm going to turn left and continue on my journey. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Your story is so inspiring. It's so incredible. I'm being reminded of so many really important things from this conversation. So thank you. There was one other trend that I picked up throughout our conversation, and it was this underlying thing that seemed to be present there. And this is with the open doors and the closed doors. It really seems like in your case, you guys have had open doors, but you also have had closed doors. And that there's been, and this is putting words in your mouth. (laughs) So tell me if this is true or not. But I sense that when you said, you know, I'm being at peace with it, it's almost like there's been, you've been unattached. You're like, let's try it and see how it goes versus trying something and forcing it to make it fit into this box or fit into this image. Whether it's ideas that you're going to do in the big shop and like little promos, putting things out on social media, some of the bigger doors that have closed. Can you talk about what it's like to be in that place of almost like, okay, we're going to do this and then let's wait for the feedback and let's see. Because there's something really beautiful about how you've been navigating this and not letting a closed door, not letting something that maybe ended up costing you more money than you made totally take you down. Yeah. I think that comes back to a value of being somewhat addictive to growth. Yeah. Um, and because growth requires feedback and feedback is sometimes positive and sometimes mm-hmm. it's constructive and shows you your constraints and shows you the areas that need attention for growth. And so with being finding peace with that for me is the part that has 
led me to having peace with the successes and failures. We've had plenty of failures and us as entrepreneurs and us as a team, we talk about failing fast and failing differently, right? So Mm -hmm. we try not to repeat the same mistake. (laughs) But that's the thing is that if we continue doing things the same way and have the same bad results, trying to fit something into this box, trying to push something into what it's not meant to be, Mm -hmm. that's where it is a slow kind of trajectory versus being like, boom, okay, I went down a little bit. And how do I bump back up quickly? And this is something that I try to do in my personal life too. And I've experienced it in harder ways in the last couple of years through motherhood of like, you've got a low and those lows are hard, but what do you know about you as a person in your life to pull yourself back up to going upwards again? And I think as a business, it's great when doors close because it means like that's not where your effort should be. And I think for us, it's been very much about the type of products that we do and what it is that we need to focus attention on in building that is really going to help us learn how to be more profitable. And at a bakery, you can, there's so many things you could choose to do, right? So many different things. And for us, that's like the dangling carrot is like, what kind of product should we do? Oh yeah, that's the shiny, that could yeah. be the shiny objects and yeah. where you're getting. It's like, we have all this equipment. We have this skill set and knowledge. Let, what can yeah. we do? Let's do it all. And then it's like, what do I want? What do I want to do? Oh, well, I really love this. So I want to make this. And those aren't necessarily all the best, all, always the best decisions. And I think right now we're in a process of looking at in our business, what do we need to stop doing? Mm-hmm. Looking back at what do we not want to do in the holidays again next year from just a profitability perspective and being okay to let that go because of the greater purpose of what's going to drive uh, our success. And I think that the more that I have become okay with quote failure, which for me is just learnings and information, the more I've been able to move into it. And another piece to this, I just want to acknowledge is listening to fear and listening to the information fear has to give you because there's fear generally around the idea of failing or, you know, also then in this analogy of a door closing. Oh my God, what am I going to do? What happens if this doesn't work? And I think a really important part of this process is looking fear in the face, Mm -hmm. seeing it as information because fear has information for us. When we're afraid of something, it has information about something that we need to listen to and explore a little bit, whether that be constraints of ourselves or legitimate information about why we shouldn't do something. Fear of walking down a dark alley has great information for us right. about maybe we should take a different road. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay and you find a really great cocktail bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's happened, that's definitely oh, that's happened a couple of times. <laughs> 
Um, and so, you know, this was something I love just referring to the people because these aren't my original ideas. Um, mm-hmm. I learned this in reading a book by Gabrielle Bernstein about the universe mm-hmm. has your back. And she talks yeah. about fear and she talks about the information that fear has. And I think that helped me to really get comfortable with my fears of what's, what happens if this doesn't work. And I think from a business perspective, when you are jumping into putting your all into something, you have to listen to the fear. You have to talk to it, be comfortable with it and acknowledge, okay, and if this happens, what is the worst that could happen to me? How will I pick back up? How will I start back up? Whether that's in something completely different or in within the current construct of what you have built, there's always ways of of which you can start back over. And so I think returning back to this original idea of like when you're trying to shove something into this original idea of what you think it should be, having this openness to hearing the feedback from the people you put it out to and hearing from them, and they're not always right. There's plenty of times where I do not listen to customer feedback. (laughs) Um, And some of it's really useful. And yeah, and just kind of ebbing and flowing with that. It's this constant like taking all the information that is so overwhelming and bringing it down and honing it in on this funnel to like what needs to actually be sunk in from all of this information. Yeah, I love that. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but as you start to take all this information and filter, I bet being connected to your why and your values makes it a heck of a lot easier to actually distill everything and figure out what's relevant and what's not relevant. It is. It's the lens and the filter through which then you take all these ideas and decide whether it's right for you as business and as an individual. I love it. Honestly, there are so many golden nuggets here. (laughs) So much. It's like fear, fail fast, fail different because I know I failed fast and I failed the long way and the same way. Oh, And it is so painful. And so I'm really going to, I do think there's something to be said, fail fast, fail different. Absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing that. And then fear, listening to fear, fear, has information for us and for everyone listening. I actually wrote a blog post on fear and it was how to turn your fear into power. And I wrote this blog post on Tiny Buddha years ago and I'm still contacted. And really? Yeah. I have to go read it again. I forgot about it actually. <laughs> um, but every few months, somebody I'm contacted about it. So wow. I do think there's something to be said for turning fear into power and listening to it yeah. um, and not letting it, it bring us down because fear is absolutely, I'd say it's normal. It's going to be there. We're humans. It's part of life and our journey. It's learning what to do with it. That's really going to determine what your next steps are and how you show up in this world. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about like if it excites you a ton and it scares you a bit, like it's a good thing. Yeah. There's so many times that we have experienced that because of the undertaking and the risk. And that's where like I always had this idea that I, I didn't think I would ever want to dive into something in such a high level of I don't know, risk in a way, because everything that we have is dependent on this and we're all in. And I have total peace with that now because like... I even hear excitement in your voice. (laughs) Yeah. you know, As we are looking at this expansion that we are tackling in the next six months, 
there's a huge amount of fear with it. There's a bigger expectation that I think we have as a brand for it to be the next level. And but then we're just like ridiculously excited about the opportunity and that little bit of scared. And so we have talked about what are the fears mm-hmm. and how do we find support? Yeah. For those fears. Because again, that fear is information. And so right. one of them has been like this expectation of how amazing it's going to be and fear of being able to operate and handle logistically all of this. And so it's like, okay, well, if those are my fears, then what do I need to do now? Right. Help build and prepare for that because it's still going to be different. I'm still going to have un- unexpected, unknowings, things, information that I can't know today that will mm-hmm. only be found out once I get there. But like, how do we lean into support? How do we find people to bring it in? Because I think an important thing when starting a journey with this is that you do not have to have all the answers. Right. You don't have to know how to build it all. You don't have to know exactly where you're going. That. I think actually you have a tattoo that says this, right? The journey is the reward. I sure do. I have cliches tattooed all over my body. (laughs) I need the damn reminders as much as possible. I got that tattoo and you got a tattoo at the same time. That was fun. Very funny. I always look at that. But I remember that tattoo that you got because like... It is. That journey is the reward. It's discovering it. You don't have to know the destination. You don't have to know the road exactly to get there. Just have a roadmap. And yeah. for me, my roadmap is why are we doing what we're doing? And what is what are the parameters in which we want to build it? And that's been what's been really clear and identified. And then the figuring out of the journey is like part of the fun. I didn't expect 11 months in to this that we'd be under construction for our next brick and mortar. That feels crazy. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, yeah, your story is, it's so inspiring and you have so much wisdom to share. And so thank thank you so much for being here today. I know I'll share one of my whys for creating this Glojo podcast and the Glojo in general. There's many, but one of my, one of my whys is that I want to have, I feel so blessed to have really, really inspiring, badass women and men in my life who I learn a lot from them and I have these conversations and they've really helped me. So I want to create a space where people can come and they can learn, they can hear other people's stories, they can be inspired, but they can figure out what fits for them. And so one of the things I say is that this is not a one size fits all and this is not a prescription. This is permission to be who you came here to be. It's permission to live your journey the way you want to live your journey. And in that comes permission to play and discover and try new tools and new techniques. So Celeste, thank you so much because you shared so many tools and techniques in this conversation today that people are going to be able to try on for themselves. And that's what I encourage everyone to do. If you're drawn to something and it gives you that feeling inside, follow it, explore it. Give it a, you know, try it on for size and figure out if you want to wear it for a while. And when it doesn't give you that special feeling anymore, okay, time for another one. So yeah. I, I kind of have two taglines, I guess you, there, yeah, two. I, I know that's not usually a thing, but it feels good. And so the, so the one is fuel your feel good. I'm committed to helping people fuel their feel good because I believe when we can all come from a place where we're feeling aligned and alive, that we're going to make the world a better place just by being 
who we are and paying attention to what lights us up personally. Not what, you know, I know over the years, it's been so easy for me to fall into comparison. Well, what works for someone else might not work for me and that's totally okay. The other tagline, and you didn't know this, Celeste, is fuel your flow. So everything at the Glojo is about fueling your feel good and fueling your flow because I believe that's why we came here. This is part of our journey. It's like, let's figure out what lights us up, what makes us feel good and how we can have a big impact from that place. Yeah, absolutely. I think don't ever underestimate the power that you have to create impact in a really important way, no matter how big or small. And I came from this world where you know, businesses that had three to five million Facebook followers and felt like they had such a reach and powerful impact. And then moving into what we did, you know, like I mentioned, we don't have huge following, but what matters is that we get, you know, tens and twenties of email replies to an email that we send out to our small little list. But for me, that's that's like what is it's the why and it's that I have impacted and we have been able to touch lives and we're a bakery. Like, but but that's what I, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to be able to take this product that people, this known and familiar and be able to just have this bit of joy to bring joy to their lives. So being able to fuel your feel good, that's the piece for me that helps me keep on going. I'm like, wow, that was such an amazing email and back to us of just being most incredible. Thank you so much kind of stuff. And I'm like, wow, we sell a product. We sell a sourdough product and don't underestimate. And that's what makes me feel so good. And that was makes me feel that what I'm doing is worthwhile. And mm-hmm. so don't underestimate that it has to be some sort of massive impact. You could have an impact that drives incredible growth for five people that you come in contact with. And those five people may be able to go on and impact five more people. If we all just kind of took that approach to the sort of exponential impact that you can have just from having this small impact, I think we'd be in a better place. I in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm getting all teary. (laughs) I know. Before we even recorded, I had tears in my eyes. (laughs) Before we even hit record because, yeah, I'm just so inspired by you and everything you're doing. Thank you for fueling your feel good and for inspiring and helping other people to fuel theirs and then pass it on. Yeah, absolutely. It's an honor to get to do what we do and help provide an opportunity and an atmosphere for our team to, you know, learn and hopefully find their craft and find this little inspiration of the things that I, you know, learned from so many. I was going to say one to one thing that you mentioned earlier of finding who inspires you and then just really leaning in on that, you know, like listen to them regularly. Hopefully, For those of you listening to this, you found some awesome takeaways. Like keep returning back, come back to it. Even if it's 15 minutes that you're able to listen to on something in a drive and you don't have a full hour to listen to something, like don't underestimate what you might be able to take away from 15 minutes and show up. And that's the thing. And that's for me, like through the highs and the lows of this journey that has been distinctly high and low over the last three years, that 
I have refound the people who really inspire me, which I've mentioned a few of their names today. And those are people who I'm like returning back to their memberships. I'm returning back to showing up regularly. It's in my calendar. It's scheduled that I watch 30 minutes once a week with that person. And we don't watch any Netflix because of just the nature of our life, being parents of a young one and in business, et cetera. But you know, replace it with 15 minutes of something, you know, 15 minutes of drive, just show up and listen. You'll continue to find that inspiration. And it might just be this one little thing that someone says that is like the piece that goes, boom, cool. I'm ready to go. I love it. Oh, thank you. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for everyone who's tuned in to listen. I hope that you were able to find at least one piece that's going to help you click today or one piece that's going to be the breadcrumb on your trail. So Celeste, thank you so much. I'm going to link to Celeste's Instagram, to the Voyager's Instagram account. I'm going to link to the different resources that you've shared and the different people you've mentioned, Celeste. and. Yeah, everyone check out the show notes. These are going to be some badass show notes that can really probably keep you busy for a long time, but come back soon. (laughs) Love it. What a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, have a wonderful day. Huge shout out to Celeste for the incredible, inspiring conversation. Hearing her story has me totally lit up for so many reasons, and it's definitely inspired me to get even more clear about my why for the Glojo. I hope this conversation has really sparked something powerful inside of you as well. I'm going to close the conversation today with a review of 10 golden, or shall I say glowing nuggets. These are the juicy tidbits, the things that really stood out from the conversation with Celeste. Here we go. Glowing nugget number one, big life events can serve as a catalyst for positive change. It can also be an opportunity to start something completely new. Take advantage of these pivotal times in your life. Glowing nugget number two. If you're considering starting a new business venture, get clear on your non-negotiables. What are the elements that absolutely have to be a part of your business? For Celeste and her husband, they knew they wanted to work with their hands. They knew they wanted to work with a physical product. They knew they wanted to meet their customers face-to-face and be integrated into the community. And they knew they wanted to make an impact in the place they were living. Glowing nugget number three. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Pull the trigger and move an idea into action. The sooner you do this, the sooner you receive feedback that will help you make the next best decision. Glowing nugget numero quattro. Involve your community to help you make decisions. Celeste and her husband have done this and it's allowed them to provide services and goods that truly meet their customer needs. It's as easy as that. Ask your community what they want and then give it to them. Glowing nugget number five. When one door closes, let it. Don't try to open it again. Instead, look for an open door and pay attention to the opportunity you're being guided towards. Glowing nugget number six, keep showing up and taking consistent action over and over and over again. Glowing nugget number seven, tune into your why. When you're connected to the deeper reason of why you're doing something, it's easier to make decisions and it's easier to keep going when times get tough. 
Glowing nugget number eight. After you tune into your why, share your why. Shout it from the rooftop. Share it with anyone who will listen. Be proud and own it. Glowing nugget number nine. Focus on what you can do and what you can control. Train yourself to see the positives and the opportunities that exist in any given moment. Glowing nugget number 10. Fear is normal. It's part of the human experience. Tune into the fear when it arises and see what you can learn from it. Then set yourself up for success by seeking out the information you need to find that will allow you to continue moving forward. And remember, a little bit of fear might always be there, but that doesn't mean you need to stop and surrender. You can act in spite of fear. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I am so grateful you're here. I appreciate you and I really look forward to hearing from you. Connect with me over at Instagram at Leanne Kalal. That's at L-E-A-N-N-E-K-A-L-L-A-L. And let me know what stood out to you. What were your big ahas and takeaways and how are you going to put this into action in your life? I cannot wait to hear from you. And of course, if you found this conversation to be valuable, please pass it along to someone. It's free to share and there might be that glowing nugget of wisdom that they need to hear today. Subscribe, download, rate, review. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. And I look forward to seeing you in the Glojo next week. Bye for now.